want you to just slip your hands up to him tonight and worship him. No one else can touch my heart like you do. I could search for all eternity long and find there is none. All with all of our hearts now entertain his presence. Oh, there is none. Oh, won't you just worship him tonight? can testify tonight there is no God like our God. Amen. Amen. He is a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a soul saver. He's a miracle worker. He's a mountain mover. Amen. He's a mighty God tonight. And I tell you the best thing about it is he's our God. Amen. And he's right here present tonight to make good every promise of his word. How many how many witnesses do we have here tonight that God keeps his word? Amen. In the hard times, he keeps his word. In the good times, he keeps his word. And I believe right here tonight, he's going to keep his word once again and manifest himself to us. Let's just bow our hearts together tonight for a word of prayer. And uh, the atmosphere is charged here tonight. Why don't you just turn and lay your hand on someone standing next to you and uh, brother to brother, sister to sister, families there in godly order. And let's just join our faith together tonight and invite the mighty God to come in this building tonight and perform the wonders of his word. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we gather here tonight on this Saturday afternoon, Lord, we have not gathered here for just another service. We have not gathered here for just another meeting or another ritual. But, Lord, we have gathered here to commune with you, Father. Lord, we have come here tonight, Lord, in our expectation of your presence, Lord. Lord, to heal the sick, Father, to save the lost. Lord, to reveal yourself to someone's heart, Lord, to refill us with your spirit. Lord, there's expectations, Father, all over this building tonight, Lord. Father, I am very firm believer tonight with the expectation that's in this building. There is no devil safe in the house of God. There is no spirit here tonight that is safe outside of the Holy Spirit. Father, as we invite you to come into this portion of the service and the preaching of your word, Lord, we've not come just to share a few thoughts and quotes or scriptures, but Lord, we have come that the spirit of revelation might sweep down into the building tonight, Lord. And Father, in the depths of every soul, there would be a revelation imparted there, God. Lord, that they are already healed. They are already delivered. They, they are already saved. Lord, as I heard your prophet say the other day that, Lord, someone asked him, Brother Branham, I think I could be delivered if I could just get up there and you can lay your hands upon me. He said, all I can do by laying my hands upon you is to agree with your faith that you was delivered 2,000 years ago and pray that you would receive a revelation of what God has already done for you. And tonight, Father, I'm inviting you to come behind this pulpit. Take this microphone, oh God. 
Lord, may you impart that revelation in the hearts of every believer here tonight, dear God, that they're already healed, they're already saved, they're already delivered, and every devil that's telling them contrary to the promise of God's word, he is a liar, and we join our faith together tonight, and we say, Satan, you must leave the people of God. Take your hands off of God's property. Lord, may liberty come to this building tonight, dear God. May lives be changed by your presence, and Lord, whatever is accomplished here tonight, we'll be sure to give you the praise, Lord. Lord, there's so many needs here tonight, but God, we know there is a need meter who's bigger than any need, Father. Now, Lord, we invite you to come and take control of this service. Bless your children, Lord, and we'll be sure to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory, for it's in the wonderful name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. And all the believers says, amen. 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 God bless you this evening. If you have your Bibles, we want to turn to the book of Malachi, the fourth chapter. Amen. I tell you, I don't know about you, but I'm having fun here this weekend. Amen. People say, well, what do, what do you Christians do for fun? We go to meetings and we have church. Amen. We, we shout, we dance, and we rejoice, and we sing the songs of Zion and worship the living God. And I believe that he has been worshiped here this weekend. Amen. My, wasn't that a masterpiece here this morning that Brother Josh brought to us? I tell you, amen, as he was preaching, I, I never was so proud in all my life to be identified with this message. Amen. If you didn't believe the message, you probably didn't enjoy the service this morning. But if you believe the message, amen, you've come under the headship of that message and it's changed your life. And we sure appreciate Brother Josh, appreciate Brother Wendell. We appreciate Brother Vitality hosting the meetings. And I tell you, my, hadn't it been a wonderful meeting thus far? Amen. All the food that's been prepared, we want to thank the sisters for that. And tonight, we just want to look in the Word for a few moments here in the book of Malachi, the fourth chapter. The book of Malachi, the fourth chapter. We want to say God bless you to all the ministers here tonight that come to support the meetings and all the visitors. It's just a, amen. I tell you, my heart's just bubbling tonight. Amen. Amen. To be in the presence of God. Amen. Malachi, the fourth chapter and the first verse. The Bible here says, for behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. Now, as you read that, it's speaking of a coming destruction. But you've got to realize that all scripture that's written does not necessarily pertaining to you you got to find your place in the Word. I don't find myself in verse number 1, but I do find myself in verse number 2. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. Amen. And the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall of the stall. I also want to look in one other place, the book of Acts, the 10th chapter. The book of Acts, the 10th chapter. Uh, we can take this uh, Malachi 4 over to Acts, the 10th chapter. Uh, Malachi 4 was speaking of healing. And in Acts, the 10th chapter, in the 34th verse, uh, here is Peter's sermon to the Gentiles. And he says here in the 34th verse, then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth him, I want to stop and say, God is no respecter of persons. No matter what condition you're in tonight, God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he hath feared him, worketh righteousness, is accepted with him. 
And notice verse 36. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word I say ye know, which was published throughout all Judea, and begin from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing. Somebody say healing. healing. And healing all, because God is no respecter of persons. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. We ask the Lord this evening to add the blessing to the reading of his word as you can be seated here this afternoon. I want to, by the help of the Lord, for just a few moments to speak to you tonight. If I would title this, I want to speak to you on healing is here. Healing is here. Amen. I, I am a, a believer that the promises of God are not just in the future and they're not just in the past. Amen. But the promises of God are in the present. Somebody told Brother Branham one time, they said, Brother Branham, we're going to have divine healing in the millennium. He said, well, we won't need divine healing in the millennium. He said, because we'll all be perfect over there. He said, but what we need is divine healing right now. And I find it amazing. The prophet of God says, and to see Jesus, 1954, he said, now here was a sign that God told Moses to perform healing down in Egypt. They could do all kinds of enchantments, and the magicians could. Moses would call for fleas and they would call for fleas and Moses would call for lice and they would call for lice and Moses would call for this thing. They'd call the same thing. He said, see, but they couldn't take it away. They could pronounce a curse, but they couldn't take away the curse. See, when he called for bulls, they broke out in them, but they couldn't heal themselves. He said, do you see the mark of God is divine healing? He meant the mark of God is divine healing. The first name God was ever appeared in his word was I am the Lord that healeth thee he said, taking away all the sickness and things from Jehovah, he said that was Jehovah Rapha. Now, Jehovah Jireh, he was the provided sacrifice. Amen. But Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee, he said, God is the healer. Satan cannot heal. Amen. Let's just establish that right now, that God is the healer and Satan cannot heal. Then when you see signs and wonders and something other accompanied in the spiritual realm, he said, like perceiving thoughts of the people quickly, he said, said the unregenerated heart says it's spiritualism but when you see the sign following that spirit of healing he said then the blessings of God then you realize amen that it's coming from God amen if you would have been living in the days of Moses and saw Moses call flies amen and thousands of flies covered the nation amen and Janus and Jambers withstood Moses and they would stand there and call flies amen the next morning Moses could speak and the flies would be gone amen but Janus and Jambers did not have the power amen to speak into existence and to take out of existence amen but under the message of the hour under, under the headship of Moses there was more than just a power amen to speak things into existence amen but there was a power to speak things out of existence and I'll say what a prophet said he said there's been three pools there's been a first pool which was healing there's been a second pool which was prophesying there's been a third pool which is the opening of the word or it is creation power 
returning to the church under the message of the hour. I'll tell you why the devil hates us tonight. Amen. It's because he's got the power to put it on us. Amen. But we've got the power to take it off. Amen. The devil's got the power to put the curse there. Amen. But under the blood of Jesus Christ, there is a liberty here tonight. Amen. That sickness has to leave bodies. There is an anointing here tonight. Amen. That depression has to leave minds. There is an anointing here tonight that brokenness has to be put back together. Amen. Don't you misjudge what is happening. Amen. It's not a man. It is God. It is coming from God. Therefore, it is not the works of a preacher. It is the works of God. In the message glorified Jesus, he said people amen, who had spiritual revelation, they were believing on the word of God and they were believing that Jesus would come and he did come. He said they believe the same thing today that he's coming again but we got a spiritual revelation that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. Amen today and forever. His power is here now. Amen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive that home for a minute. Amen. His power is not coming. Amen. His power is here now. He said his spirit is here now. Amen. His healing is here now. Amen. His salvation is here now. Everything we have need of, amen, is right here now. It's the Holy Ghost moving on the building right here now. Would save every sinner, baptize every believer, heal every sick person, Amen. Because upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He said, oh my, I feel like preaching. Amen. Oh, don't you believe that God is revealing himself to the human heart. Amen. The spiritual revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let me just go ahead and say your healing is not on the way. Your healing is here. Amen. If you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's not on its way. It is here right now. If you need a revelation it is not on its way. It is here right now. Amen. How long are we going to sit back? Amen. And put these things in the future or leave them in the past. Amen. But there is some remaining seed of Father Abraham who is up on the earth tonight who is not backing up to the promises of God. They are pursuing the promises of God. They are receiving the divine promises that God is sent in the generation that they're living in. Oh, come on, church. Amen. You're going to let that devil rob you? Amen. How much longer are you going to let that devil rob you. He's done robbed you of your amen. He's done robbed you of your sound. He's done robbed you of the ability, amen, to pull upon the word, amen. But come on, daughter of Abraham. Come on, son of Abraham. You've not been anointed to sit there, amen, as a dead Christian. You've been anointed by the Spirit of God that has returned to this generation to call things that are not as though they are and to call things that are as though they are not. Amen, this power is not coming. This power is here tonight. And we welcome this power. Amen. Is there anybody here tonight welcomes the power of God? Is there anybody here tonight welcomes the Spirit of God? We welcome him tonight. We welcome him to save some lost soul. We welcome him to heal a sick body. We welcome him to break the chains of addiction over the minds of humanity. We welcome him tonight as the mighty God. We welcome him in this building. He is the God of us all. And he's no respecter of persons. You say, well, preacher, someday I'll get good enough. Amen, I'll go ahead and tell you, you'll never get good enough. Amen, but your sacrifice is better than you'll ever be. The atonement is better than you'll ever be. Amen, what is in that atonement? Everything you have need of. So I say, healing is here. Amen, amen, you ain't gonna sleep on me. Look at your neighbor and say, healing is here. It's not coming. Healing is here. 
Your miracle is not on the way. Your miracle is here. Your answer is not on the way. Your answer is here. If you can only realize it's here tonight and you have been given an ability by the new birth, amen, to tap in to the unseen promises of God. Now, when you start talking about healing, you will quickly find that there's two types of healing. There is a physical healing and then there is a spiritual healing. The prophet of God said, go wake Jesus. He said, there's more to the ministry than just divine healing. He said, the sickest body I know of tonight is the so-called body of Jesus. Christ. It needs spiritual healing. And there's only one bomb that I know that will heal and that's the word. Amen. The sick body that we want to stand up in the strength and the vitamin power of the gospel. He said that's why I use so much of the time now in trying to strengthen amen, the church by the word. Then the strength in the church is not coming from the music. It's not coming from the emotion. It's not coming from the it's not coming from your abilities. Amen. But the strength that is in the church is coming from the word then that's why the prophet could announce amen that healing is here because the one that was going to do the healing was the God that was in the middle of the church to perform amen the healing of his word amen if you study the Bible very very casually at all you'll quickly find amen that the Bible speaks of a spiritual healing in Psalms 41 verse 4 David said Lord he be merciful unto me and heal my soul for I have sinned against thee in Psalms 147 verse 3 he healeth the broken heart and bindeth up their wounds in Isaiah 53 verse 5 he was wounded for our transgression he was bruised for our iniquities he meant the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed he meant then that's no longer in the future and it's no longer in the past amen but you can read Isaiah 53 as if you were sitting in Pilate's judgment hall and he's receiving those 39 lashes upon his back. Amen. Because it's not a future gospel. It's not a past gospel. It's a present gospel right here tonight. Come on friends. Amen. There's not a disease in this building. I'll go as far to say there's not a disease in this world but what my God can heal. There's not a devil in this world but what my God has already defeated. There's not a symptom. Amen. There's no COVID. There's no, come on church. There's no high blood pressure. There's no cancer, sugar diabetes. Amen. Tuberculosis. You name it all. Amen. My God is a healer and he's a mighty God and he's a mighty healer and he's right here tonight to make good the promise of his word. With his stripes we are healed. Amen. Isaiah said I have seen his ways and will heal him. I will lead him also and will restore the comforts unto him and to his mourners. In Jeremiah 3.22 he said return ye backsliding children and I will heal your backsliding for behold we come unto thee for thou art the Lord our God. Jeremiah 17 14. Amen. I'm beating the devil up right now. I wish I could get some help. Amen. Heal me O Lord and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved for thou art my praise. Amen. Jeremiah has just identified. Amen. Where the praise is coming in the church of the living God. It's not coming from our problems. It's coming from the promise. It's not coming from our circumstances. It's coming from the God 
who keeps his word regardless of the condition, regardless of the circumstances. Come on, friends, sometime or another, you got to back that devil off of your property and remind him who you are. You're not just a church member. You are the seed of Abraham by the royal bloodline of Jesus Christ in position tonight. Oh, come on. Is there any Gentile warriors here tonight that is in position, amen, to claim your miracle? You're in position to claim your healing. Oh, I feel that devil right now. He's trying to back us up and shut us up and tighten us up. Amen, but there's a cold. There is a thunder thundering in here tonight. It's a seven thunder revival. It's the voice of God that is thundering from the word that is releasing divine healing. How long are you going to sit there when you've got God on record telling you that every gate that comes before you, you've been anointed to possess it? Heal me, O oh Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, O oh Lord and I shall be saved. Hosea said, come and let us return unto the Lord for he hath torn and he will heal us. Look at your neighbor and say, he will heal us. Come, he will heal us. He is smitten. He will bind us up. In Luke the fourth chapter and the 18th verse, here is the person, oh God, here is the person that all these scriptures are speaking of. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me, amen, to heal the brokenhearted. Amen. Look at somebody and say, God has been sent. He's been sent to you to heal that broken heart. He anointed me to preach the gospel and he sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Amen. See, this word heal means to make whole, to cure. It means to free from errors and sins. It means to bring about one salvation. Now do you see why the prophet was separating amen, a physical healing from a spiritual healing? He was showing you that in a physical realm you can have a disease be healed of it today and have another one tomorrow amen you can be healed of something today and two years down the road brother Danny amen get sick in another part of your body amen but he's showing you amen that the soul is the most important place for healing because if the soul ever gets healed amen there ain't no devil can take it out if the soul ever gets healed there ain't no sickness come on church some of y'all are sitting here tonight amen with all kinds of ailments in your body. Amen. But there is a soul in there that is passed from death unto life. You have been sealed until the day of your redemption. If they buried you tomorrow, you're still healed because your soul has received the bomb in Gilead. He has sent us to preach the word. Amen. To heal the brokenhearted. Look at this word brokenhearted. It is the center. It is the seed of spiritual life. The Bible says the soul or the mind. Amen. Now watch this. Amen. See as it is the fountain and the seat of thoughts, passions, desires, and appetites, affections, purposes, endeavors. See it is the seat of the intelligence. Amen. If you can give it back to me, my ear, I'd appreciate it. I'm losing it. Amen. The faculty and the seat of intelligence. See, then what Jesus is saying here, he's saying, I didn't send myself. He has sent me. He is now identifying where he has come from. He's not come from the Pharisees. He's not come from the lawyers. He's not come from the scribes. He's showing you that he has been sent from the Father. Remember when Jesus was in the temple in John, the seventh chapter? Amen. The 
Bible said, then he cried Jesus in the temple as he taught, saying, Ye both know me, and you know whence I am, and I am not come of myself, but he that sent me is true, whom ye know not, but I know him. Amen. For I am from him, and he hath sent me. Are you hearing me? Jesus is now identifying what Jeremiah said was coming from my father. What Hosea was saying was coming from my father. What Zechariah was prophesying of was coming from my father. You've been looking for it, church. You've been looking for it, and here it is before you. This day, this scripture is fulfilled. He was the fulfillment of Malachi's prophecy. He was the fulfillment of Luke's prophecy. He was the fulfillment of what Zechariah said. Oh, come on, friends. And if you can realize tonight what this message has done, it has reintroduced to you. Amen. Not the God of history, but the God of present tense right now. Are you hearing me? You didn't send yourself. He sent you. Come on, can I preach to you? Amen. The same God that sent Jesus is the same God that sent you. The same God that sent Paul is the same God that sent you. Amen. I'm just going to preach here for a second. Amen. Because some of y'all is looking at these preachers wondering why they're standing. I'm wondering why don't some of y'all join them and quit looking at them. Amen. This ain't a preacher's meeting. It's a bride's meeting. This ain't a preacher's revival. It's a body of Jesus Christ. I think it's time to quit looking looking around and worrying about what so and so's doing and recognize your day recognize its message recognize that healing is not coming it's here tonight it's here in divine authority it's here in divine power are you hearing me oh I know him for I am from him and he has sent me somebody say he has sent me I love that word sent it means to go to a place appointed Where Jesus went, he didn't go by accident. He went there under a divine appointment. When he went to Jairus' house, he was under a divine appointment. When he went to the widow of Nain's son, he was under a divine appointment. When he went to, oh God, when he went to blind Bartimaeus, he was under a divine appointment because he was not sending himself. I'll tell you this, what God is sending, watch this, amen, what he sent goes to a place appointed. Are you ready for the next part of this definition? That he may be in a state of liberty to whom receives it. Then whatever God is sending to the one who receives it will put them into a state of liberty. Now watch what the prophet said. What did Jesus say? Go ye and disbelieve no more or a worse thing than this will come upon you. Amen, when God speaks anything, you must fasten your soul onto his word and hold on to it. No matter what the outside says, your faith looks to the unseen world. Somebody say the unseen world. No matter what the outside looks like, your faith looks to the unseen world. Jesus come to destroy the works of the devil. That's why God made both soul and body because Jesus had both soul and body and yet he was God. Amen. But he came to take on himself. Amen. The full form of man to redeem the full form of man amen back to God that's why he come in flesh and in soul that's the reason Jesus said it's not me that doeth the works it's my father amen that dwelleth in me then the one that was dwelling in him brother Ben was the one that was sending him to perform the promises of his earth he said now if sickness is a blessing then Jesus come and healed the sick everywhere then he defeated his purpose in coming which would you say would be a blessing if a loving 
God a father who gave life and promised you a long life on the earth if you'd obey him then he would come to strike you down with the devil let him lay there and eat you up on the bed with cancer or TB say now oh God this is your love to me he said oh my or would you rather say the devil struck me down and a loving God come and healed me and give me life again he said a child would know better than to say that God put sickness up on people don't you never pin that on God I'm going to preach to you for a second don't you ever pin what you're going through on God don't you ever pin that cancer on God don't you ever pin that high blood pressure on God because before there was high blood pressure amen there was God and before there was cancer there was God before there was sugar diabetes there was God before there was paralysis amen there was God before there was heart conditions amen there was God how did those things come into the human race by Eve getting out of position amen but the prophet of God said there will come a second Eve who will not fall out of her position but she will stay in position she will not fall from the word she is the word well, we might as well kick that devil back to the hell he come out of. Y'all been sitting around waiting on to fall. You ain't going to fall because if you fall, God falls and his entire word falls. But his word is greater than anything that we're going through tonight. Well, preacher, amen, one of these days I'm going to make a mistake and it's going to take me out. Well, let me just preach to you for a second. Amen, because your mistakes is not what puts your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen, mistakes is not what saved you. Amen, but before there was a mistake, amen, there was a blood. Your name was not put. Well, I might as well preach. I'm this close to it. Amen. Whatever puts you in is what's got to take you out. Are you hearing me? Whatever puts you in is what's got to take you out. If God puts you in by mistakes, then mistakes will take you out. But he puts you in by the perfect, infallible blood of Almighty God. And the only thing that can take you out of the Lamb's book of life is the thing that puts you in. But he didn't save you to lose you. He didn't save you to condemn you. You might have fallen and make it mistake. Amen. But get up and dust yourself off and remember who you are. You're a seed of Abraham. You're a child of the most high God. You've got a position. Oh God. Yeah, Brother Andrew, I don't know. God's done this to me. No. Won't you square your shoulders back and tell that devil you've been exposed. Satan, you're exposed. The devil is a liar and God is the father of truth. Jesus never did tell his disciples. He never preached it anywhere or asked the disciples to tell the people they must stay pinned down with sickness to obey him. And why in the name of God we got a bunch of unbelieving message preachers that ain't even got the courage no more to preach an atmosphere of the Holy Ghost. Well, I might as well preach. Y'all know me out here well enough to know I'm not a politician. I'm a preacher. Come on. Amen. Amen. They want to take the atmosphere of the Holy Ghost out of the church and bring in some refrigerator. Amen. Cold intellectual idea. And they're losing their young people. They're losing their fire. And then all of a sudden, it's the message's fault. It's not the message's fault. It's what you've done with the message. But there is a God of restoration who can break the chain. Come on, church. We need an atmosphere back in the church. We don't need a bunch of old people sitting around fussing about how much money is in the bank and what color of carpet's on the floor. We need the 
dynamics of the Holy Ghost to come into the church in the manifestation of his power and prove he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our young people need to see people get slain in the spirit. Our young people need to see preachers get drunk on the Holy Ghost and prophesy and see visions by the word. We need an atmosphere back in the church. Oh God. I'm not here to shine your shackles. Brother Wendell, Brother Wendell preached out there in our tent meeting the other day. He said, oh, we got a bunch of psychologists in the pulpit. And he said, they're a bunch of shackle shiners. I thought, you know what, Brother Ben? I ain't no shackle shiner. I'm a shackle breaker. I didn't come to shine your shackles and tell you poor pitiful you and you got to live in this condition and you got to live. I come to tell you greater is he, Alan, that is in you than he that is in the world against you. I come to tell you if God be for you, who can be against you? I come to tell you if it had not been for the Lord that was on our side, I come to tell you, David, draw your slingshot and cut the head of this Goliath off. Possess your land, bride. Oh God, he sent them to liberate them from sickness, to preach to those in captivity and to those in bondage. He come to bring deliverance. And he can't bring deliverance. He can't do two things opposite one from the other. He's either going to be the author of life or the author of death. Now, spiritual healing comes by God sending his word. God sent his word. Look what David said. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Then whatever was upon them was trying to destroy them, but God sent his word to interrupt the devil's plans over the life of that individual. That's shouting ground right there. I didn't say that, Brother Wendell. That's shouting material right there. Are you hearing me? Every one of us tonight ought to be in hell. We ought to be in jail. We ought to be in the hospital. We ought to be in some denominational church. We ought to be bound under some false doctrine around this message. Amen. But God, who is rich in mercy, amen, sent his word. Amen. To deliver you from the hands of the attempted destruction. Come on, friends. The devil wanted to destroy your family, but he didn't have enough. He wanted to destroy your church, but he didn't have enough. He wanted to destroy your marriage but he didn't have enough he wanted to destroy your ministry but he didn't have enough because God sent his word and delivered them oh God he sent his word and he healed them he said now he is here tonight (laughs) brother I feel like dancing right now he and you know what's so funny there ain't even no music going Imagine that. See, if you're a word believer, you don't need music to shout. If you're a word believer, you don't need drums to shout. If you're a word believer, you can be on the aisle in Lowe's and somebody just mention the name Jesus and the mighty God will swoop down over your soul and a release of praise. Oh God, I can't teach for preaching. That devil don't like this, but this is the bride's revival. You've been looking for it. This is it. Well, someday, some hour, amen, sometime. I say, if not now, you tell me when. If not this, you tell me what. If not this atmosphere, you tell me what's coming greater. Amen. But I'll tell you what I believe. I believe this is the atmosphere that missing limbs can be restored. I believe this is the atmosphere that blinded eyes can come open. 
This ain't a church atmosphere. It's an atmosphere of healing. It's an atmosphere of deliverance. He's here tonight, and if he's not, then he said something, he can't back up. Oh my, if God made you afflicted so you could be patient, he could show you his mercy, let you suffer. Then when Jesus come, he absolutely protested what God did. Jesus don't want you to suffer. Oh God. Jesus don't want you to suffer. He wants you to be well. He died for that purpose. He sent his word. Oh God. He sent his son. He sent his prophets. He sent his law. He sent everything. And today has sent the Holy Spirit to continue the ministry that Jesus did when he was here on the earth. Do you see? Amen. Then the prophet said, it's usually in the nights, just maybe the Holy Spirit right among us and go to manifesting himself, making himself known. He said, by then, by that, it's real. When he can maybe in sovereignty see, I can't say now that this man or this woman or that child, he said, see, but the Holy Spirit moves. How many still welcoming the move of God? The Holy Spirit moves out on the building and speaks to whomever he will speak. See, that's sovereign. Then that brings the knowledge because it's a promise of God. And that brings the knowledge of God's sovereign and also brings his presence down among us. We should see it. <laughs> Brother Mark, can I read the rest of that quote? He said we should see it and rejoice. Now, that's what he said. Brother David, he didn't say we should see it and inspect it. He didn't say we should see it and take it down to the laboratory and see what kind of fire was up on that burning bush. He said we should see it and rejoice. Oh, God. You say, preacher, we got to be careful. Somebody told me today, Brother Josh, they said we got to be careful about how we sing and how we worship and how we shout. Amen, because we got girls and boys up singing songs and we don't know what God they're singing them to. I thought, are you kidding me? Are you really taking us back to the book of Acts, to Mars Hill under the altar of the unknown God when we had a prophet come in this generation and clearly identify the God that we're worshiping? Listen, I'm not on Mars Hill. I'm in the message. I'm not under the altar of the unknown God I know who I'm singing to when I shout I know who I'm shouting before when I preach I know who I'm talking about we ain't a bunch of confused amen backwoods Christians that don't know who our God is we know who our God is because our God knows who we are hallelujah our God knows who we are he knows we're his children he knows we're his servants don't you put me under some tomb. Don't you put me under some altar of some unknown God. You stay there if you want to. But my God has been unveiled in this generation. And he's called the mighty God. Unveiled. He's in plain view. I ain't backing up to that spirit. Matter of fact, I'm a little sick of it. Because it's pushed and it's pushed and it's causing division and it's encroaching in churches. Should we raise our hands? Should we shout? Should we say amen? Should we sing? Should we rejoice? I'll tell you what that is. That's a Nicolaitan devil that has found his way out of the pits of hell. But I think it's time somebody get a backbone and put that devil back in the hell that he come out of. 
My Bible says praise the Lord. Praise him on the piano. Praise him on the high sounding cymbals. Praise him on the stringed instruments. Praise him in the sound of clapping. And then he said let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. I think it's time to raise the roof off of the church and live in God with praise unto God. Adoration unto his name. He saved us and he filled us with the Holy Ghost and he sent his word. He sent his son. He sent his prophets. He sent his law. I say it's time to worship God. I say it's time for the preachers to worship. I say it's time for the husbands to worship. I say it's time for the God. You might as well quit expecting your son to serve God when you come and sit there like some aristocratic, amen, self-starts, stiff-necked man. It's a truth anyhow. Well, we might as well preach. Hell, Brother Andrew, we just got too much revelation to act like you Pentecostal babies. Well, you call me what you want to, but on the day of the rapture, you're going to call me gone. Because my soul got healed. I said my soul got healed. Well, we're this close to it. We might as well preach. Some people done sit back and let the devil take the preachers out of the church. Ain't got no preachers no more. Ain't got a tape player up there. Amen, because we got a bunch of cowards that ain't got the guts to stand with a prophet when the anointing gets a little too strong. So they step back and put a tape hook, put a tape player in the pulpit and let Brother Branham take the heat for a women's dress. Let Brother Branham take the heat for all the sin in the church. But I'll tell you what I believe. I'll tell you what I believe about that doctrine. I'll tell you what Brother Branham said. It wasn't so from the beginning. It wasn't sold from the beginning. My Bible says in the book of Acts they preached the gospel and the devils was cast out. They preached the gospel and the sick was healed. I would to God do it get some preachers that's got a backbone and will take the gloves off and get rid of some penny-wasted idea about this message and preach it in the power and the authority that it's been sent. I ain't backing up. I know where I'm standing. I'm standing on thus saith William Branham. And he had thus saith the Lord. And he said the bride would have the mind of God. And she would know what he wants done with his word. Brother Caleb, open that door and let that devil out of here. Are you hearing me? We still believe in preaching. So he's done, took the preachers. Now he's trying to take the shout. Now he's trying to take the worship. I got a question for you, okay? How much water can you put in gasoline before your car won't even get out of the driveway? How much water can you add to gasoline before it ain't even got the power to move your car out of the parking lot? Well, I'm going to ask you something else. How much more water are you going to add to this message before it ain't even got the power, amen, to set a young person free? How much more water are you going to put in the opening of the word before it's just another pansy idea out of some denominational college? I'm not backing up. I think it's time to preach this message. I think it's time for men and women to get backbones and say what a prophet said and back this devil in the corner. We didn't come here as a bunch of Lotites. We come here as Abrahamites. We are not following a man. We're following Elohim. And Elohim is in the building tonight. Well, Brother Andrew, you better be careful. No, we've been careful long enough. 
We've had enough careful meetings. We've had enough careful get-togethers. We've had enough careful preachers and carefuls. I tell you who I am, I don't care no more. I ain't got nothing to lose. I was a nobody from the hills of East Tennessee, born and raised in a broken home. My school told me I would be a statistic. I ain't got nothing to lose to preach this message. Amen, because you didn't give me this message and you can't take it away from me. It's the word that God has sent in the generation that I was born in. You can't take my shout. You can't take my song. Your stairs can't take my victory. You can't take my joy. You can't take my peace. You can't take my revelation. You can't take my anointing because you didn't give it to me. God gave it to me because he sent his word. Hold our peace. How can we? You say, preacher, it's all a bunch of work up. No, it ain't work up. It's called heaven sent. He sent his word. Now, I know people say, well, Brother Andrew, you're just getting a little too emotional. I'll just tell you this. When Brother Wendell stood up here last night and said something about being another statistic, Brother Matt, my heart rejoiced. You know why? Because my school counselors called me in as a teenage boy and said, Andrew, you're born in a broken home. You've been raised in a, you, you, all kinds of things are, are trying to put in my mind. And they said, we want to counsel you because you're going to be another statistic. But the problem was, before that counselor got to me, the counselor of Isaiah 9 he got a hold of my heart, Tim, and he done something to me. He changed me. Come on, friends. I didn't come to Hardy, Arkansas, amen, to present you a personality. I come to tell you that the God that got a hold of me is in this building tonight. And if you'll let go of your aristocratic, ritualistic, formal ideas and let the Holy Ghost have his right away, he'll change some young person. He'll do more in five minutes than we've done in 50 years. Let go and let God have his way. Let the Holy Ghost back in the church. Let the anointing loose again. He sent his word. He sent his word. How does he send his word? By a prophet. Then the one that receives the prophet receives the liberty. Oh God. Preacher, you're just worked up. No, I'm just free. You know why you're sitting there mad at me? Because you ain't as free as I am. But I don't care no more. They done call me all kinds of names. They done run me down. I don't care no more. I'm a freeborn Messiah. I'm not a chicken. I'm an eagle. I've not been born to sit under your chatter chatter. I've been born to spread my wings and fly into the unseen dimension by the anointing of the message of the hour. I've recognized my day. I've recognized its message. And it wasn't some intellectual message. No, sir. It was a message of faith. I said it was a message of faith. Can I tell you what else it was? It was a message of faith and promise. Brother, 
Brother George, what good does it do to have faith if you ain't got a promise? And what good does it do to have a promise if you ain't got faith to believe in it? But God said, I'll send Elijah the prophet and he will restore the faith back to the church. Come on, friends. That's why the devil hates these kind of meetings. It's because we're not here on Baptist faith. We're not here on Presbyterian faith. We're standing on the same faith that was up on Jesus when he cursed the tree and said, let it dry up at the root. We have come back under the headship of the faith of God in the generation that we're living in. Oh, God. Brother Andrew, I don't know about this faith message. Well, the part of God said what we need today is faith in the promise of God. I'll preach a little bit here. Don't pay attention to what this one says or what that one says. As a brother said, a minister, two girls were mute. And that criticism on divine healing said the children could not be healed. Don't pay no attention to the critics. Brother David, don't pay no attention to the critics. Can I tell you why? Because they didn't do nothing for you. Brother George, the only thing the critics have done is criticize you. Have they sent you a word? Have they sent you a prophet? Have they sent you healing? Have they sent you revelation? All they've done is send you criticism. He said, keep your faith on the promise. God said so. The prayer of faith shall save the sick and God shall raise them up. If he can make one deaf mute to hear, he can make another deaf mute to hear. We know by the infallible proofs that he does that. Keep your faith on the promise. Our eyes single, our ears single, our hearts single, and one thing, Jesus Christ. He is able to perform that which he has promised. God reads another one. Tell you why I gotta read this one because I read it before I come out, and the devil said, Don't put that in your notes. But he ought to know, but now I don't care and I don't listen to him. The prophet God said, God help us to take the wings of the eagle and fly away to every divine promise of God in the Bible. That's the reason that insane epileptic boy last night is perfectly whole because his faith was set in the wings. God packed him from the sickness to health. That's the reason that lovely little woman sits there and this one back here was alcoholics and neurotics users and dope fiends and so forth. And it wasn't because they went to the anonymous. They did that and they took their shots. Amen, but that didn't do it. They set their faith of the wings of faith in the promise of God and said, God, you promised it. The promise is mine, and here they are tonight in the right mental conditions, healthy and strong, and the dope and whiskey is still laying in the gutters. Oh, God. That's why that devil hates you. Brother George, you're a free man tonight. You set your wings in the promise of God and the false doctrines are still laying in the gutters. Brother Wendell, that's why you're a free man tonight is you set your faith in the promise of God. Come on, church. Brother Stewart, that's why you're a free man tonight is you set your faith in the wings of the promise of God. Come on, church. Leave the gutters behind. Let's go to glory. Let's go in the rapture. Let's go to the body chain. Oh, it's a day of pressure. It's a day of pressure to stay in the gutters. It's a day of pressure to stay sick. It's a day of pressure not to believe the message. It's a day of pressure to give in. But can I tell you what? You were built for the pressure. The prophet God said, see? Remember he tells the story? He tells the story of the hospital visit. 
He said, I went in there and everybody was all built up. He said, what happens? He said, pressure builds up to a place that it breaks up things. He said, see, now we do things under pressure that we, do, we wouldn't do otherwise. He said, see, there's an excess pressure upon the church today. Before I go any further, I might say this. I believe it's the enemy coming down and pressing. I believe it's the devil. Can I tell you why that is? Because the coming of the Lord is at hand. The hour of deliverance is here. Healing is in the church. The seed has been sown. The message is revealed. And we're going through a great oppressing time. Now watch this. The prophet of God will show you. He'll actually. Oh God. I preached all my time out. Can, can, I, can I have a few minutes here? The prophet of God will show you. That there's actually a parallel. Between you and Israel. The Bible says. That there was Israel. And then there was the church. Brother Bram comes along. And says I'm going to call it the series on Israel and the church. He said see. It's Israel and Egypt. Then there was two parts on Israel at the Red Sea. Then there was a part on Israel before the brazen serpent. Israel at Kadesh Barnea. And then there was one on Israel in the homeland. He said see Israel had a homeland. The bride has a homeland. Now what is the homeland of the bride? It's the message of the hour. So both Israel and, and the church had homelands. Both Israel and the church has exoduses. Satan is doing everything he can to stop this exodus. But I want to tell that devil he cannot stop it because he didn't call it. God called this exodus. And I heard a prophet say an exodus from sickness unto health. Oh God. Then what is God calling now? He is calling a spiritual exodus. See, then what did God do? God placed in Israel a seed for an exodus. Are you with me? Before Israel had one taskmaster, they had a seed. Before Israel received one lash of a stripe upon their back, they had a seed. You say, what are you talking about? Well, let's read about it, can we? It's in the message, and I'll read it from the scripture first in Genesis 15. The word of the Lord came unto Abram in what? A vision, saying, fear not, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham, and lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in Laodicea. I mean, and shall be a stranger in the land that is not theirs. And shall serve them, and they shall afflict them. But I want you to catch this. He didn't just say they'll afflict them. He said how long they would afflict them. Oh, God. They will afflict them for 400 years. Bram said, you know, there's so many people that cannot grasp the word just for a minute. It seems real good to them. And then after a few hours, something comes along contrary to what the seed seemed to tell them. And finally it withers. Some can keep it for a few days. But others seem to catch such a hold on it till they'll never let it loose. Oh, God. Now watch in verse 14. 
Also the nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterwards shall they come out with a great substance. Look at this word afflict. It means to be busied with. It means to oppress. It means to bow down. It means to be downcast, to be humiliated, to weaken oneself. So God by vision told Abraham how long that his great, great, great grandchildren would be afflicted, and he designated a time exactly how long it would be. Oh, God. Can I, can I have a few more minutes here? Can I tell you why the devil's putting pressure on this meeting right now? Do, do, do you feel that? Do you feel that spirit trying to trying to cramp the atmosphere? I'll tell you why that is. Because the devil's working against the deadline. The devil is working against the deadline. Oh God. He knows that this is the night. He knows that this is the hour. He knows that this is your sin. He knows that this has been your 400 years. But afterward, there's going to be a bride come out of Laodicea. With great substance. So in other words, what does God do? He calls unto Moses and says, Moses, go down there and deliver my children. Now watch this. He heard their cry by the reason of their taskmasters and says, I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. He said, now watch, I have come down, but I'm sending thee. God going in the form of a man. Now therefore, behold the children. The cry has come up to me, and I have seen the oppression. Now can I, can I share something with you? When did Pharaoh increase the affliction? When did Pharaoh increase the oppression? When did Pharaoh try to suppress the children of Israel? The Bible says in Exodus 5 that when the children of Israel recognized that Moses was the deliverer that God had met upon the mountain, received the commandments, and was sent into Egypt, amen, that's when Pharaoh recognized, I ain't got enough to hold them. Testing one, two. I ain't got enough to hold them. I'm up against a deadline. So Israel said, let us go to Word of Life Tabernacle and let us hold a feast unto God. Let us go there and worship our God. And Pharaoh said, listen, if y'all got time to go to church on Thursday night and Friday night and Saturday morning and Saturday night and Sunday morning, then you got time to make more bricks. Oh, God. Because Pharaoh knew that the message had got into them. So Pharaoh said, let's increase your daily task. In other words, Pharaoh said, if y'all got time to worship, you got time to work. I'm preaching to you now. If y'all got time to worship, then y'all got time to work. Watch this. What Pharaoh's motive was, we'll, we'll oppress them until they cannot worship. Oh, I'm preaching now, ain't I? We will oppress them until they cannot worship. Now watch this, because it's a parallel to today that when the true hour of worship has come, when true worship has been restored under the voice of God is the hour that denominational taskmasters are trying to oppress true worshipers that are worshiping under the opening of the word or the open book. But let me say this, it's too late, devil. It's too late, devil. The message is already in the heart. God, 
I, I know y'all think I'm just saying this, but I really do wish right now as a preacher to get this over to you the way I'm seeing it. In the mud pits, for years they had been afflicted, they had been torn. Amen. I'm not, if, if y'all can leave this here monitor on, I don't know what's going on, but it's going up and down, up and down. In the mud pits, they had been hit, they had been beaten, they had been bruised, and for many years, every time, brother, they fell into that load and they stayed there. But one day, the quickening power. The quickening power of the Holy Ghost come into their souls by the message of Moses and they begin to remember what the vision said. No, no. They begin to remember what the vision said and the vision, we're leaving here. The vision said, you will suck. You will afflict us, you will strike us, you will beat us, you will oppress us, but you've only got 400 years to do it. Because God has sent his word to heal our destruction. Oh, the prophet of God shows you that after the message comes is the hour for true worship. Can I tell you what I want to close on here tonight? I want to say this. The hour of true worship is in the church now. And I'll say it like this. The hour is here, like a prophet said, for you to rise in the name of the Lord. Claim your God-given privilege. For the hour has come for you to be healed. The hour has come for you to be healed. That's right, to glorify God and to receive his spirit and his blessing. Are you ready for this? Cut off all formalities. Cut off all this ritualistic religion and come into the realms of the living God who awakens the human soul and brings you into righteousness, into worship unto him in the spirit and the truth. Oh, God. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me try to tie this together. In Acts the 10th chapter and the 38th verse, the Bible said that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, notice this, and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Healing all, you see it right there, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. See, that word devil is a false accuser. He is a slanderer. He is the prince of demons. Listen to this, afflicting them with diseases by means of demons who take possession of... Of demons who take possession of their bodies at his bidding. You say, preacher, what is healing? Can I tell you what a prophet said? Healing is your personal faith in a finished work at Calvary of the Lord Jesus Christ. What God did by him at Calvary purchased your salvation and your healing. Then can I tell you tonight, friends, we're not here looking at Calvary. We are here as receivers. We are here as the receptors of what God done for us at Calvary. The prophet of God said, see, there's a vast difference in looking at God's word and receiving God's word. Them that received the word, not them that examined it, but them that received it, God added to the church thousands, 3,000 souls who received the word. Can I, can I drop this to you real quick? The devil don't want me to preach, but I'm going to preach real quick. When you receive the inspiration that Jesus Christ died for your sickness, it's that very hour that your healing has come. When the inspiration drops in your heart that Jesus Christ died 2,000 years ago, I'm building faith right now for a prayer line. 
when that revelation and inspiration drops in your heart it is at that very moment that your healing has come when you receive from heaven oh God when you receive from heaven that Jesus died for your sins and you have accepted it you don't need any prayer for that now you've already accepted it it's settled now we can preach the word we can explain the word oh hallelujah that sets it to fire but when you receive it the revelation oh God Brother Ben, I'm about to explode. When you receive it, the revelation, something slips out of the unseen world yonder and comes rolling down through a mystical channel somewhere into your soul that says, now I see it. And your eyes brighten. Your lips that hung down straighten up. And you smile. Every muscle in your body seems to rejoice because something is going to happen. Come on, church of the living God. Why are you raising your hands right now? Because something is rolling out of the unseen world into this building tonight. Come on, right now some of y'all have got ailments in your body that is telling you you can't raise your hand but you're raising it anyhow. Some of y'all have got pain in your body that causes you to frown all the time and you got a smile on your face. Can I tell you why? Because out of the unseen world has come a revelation into this building tonight that your healing is not on the way. Your healing is in your soul. Healing is here. It's in the building tonight. Brother Wendell, I'm not looking for healing. I am healed. I'm not looking for salvation. I am saved. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying the message of the hour that you're under. Oh, God. Brother Ben, can I have a few more minutes? I'm trying to quit. But it's pulling, y'all. Pulling me. And I'll be honest with you. Y'all's pulling right now a lot better than I'm preaching, but I'm trying. The message of the hour is unique. Do you know why? Because it connects the seen realm to the unseen realm. Are you hearing me? The message of the hour connects you to the seen realm, to the unseen realm, by the prophet's ministry. You say the prophet's ministry, where there is no vision, the people perish. Had Israel not received a vision, they would have perished under Pharaoh. Oh God. Had they not received a vision in Habakkuk, the second chapter, they would have perished. Had they not received a vision, come on, friends. But because they received a vision, God sent his word in the form of a vision. You know what a vision is? It's an oracle, it's a prophecy. Are you ready for this? It's divine communication. I said it's divine communication. Let me tell you this. You may be right now. Amen, Sister Vicki. Amen, you might communicate with your doctors about your condition, but there's a greater communication going on. Brother Danny, it's called a divine communication. You know what? Amen, it didn't happen the day that you got, you got the bad report. Amen, before you went to the doctor... You had 1,200 books and tapes of divine communication between the seen realm and the unseen realm. You had a prophet on the earth who was not fellowshipping with the doctors. He was not fellowshipping with the psych. Come on, church. He was not fellowshipping with the preachers. He was fellowshipping with another world. It was the unseen world. Come on, friends. I don't know about you right now. You may think I'm a crazy man, but there is a presence in here right now. I'll tell you what it is. It's a connection. It's a breach being made between the seen world and the unseen world, and you're standing in the gap between it. Come on, friends. Lift up your heads. Get your eyes off your sickness. Get your eyes off your sin. Get your eyes on the vision because the vision says the devil is defeated and healing is here. The vision said greater is he. 
that is in you. I'm not a crazy man. Brother Perez, I'm under influence right now. I'm under the influence right now. It's of an unseen world. Are you hearing me? There's two worlds. Can I tell you what Paul said? He said, our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Let me tell you something. That affliction is working for you. You ain't working for it. It's working for you. No, y'all didn't hear me. You ain't working for it. It's working for you. Joel, if I was working for you and you didn't like me no more, you know what you could do? You could fire me. Testing one, two. Brother Jeremy, if I was working for you and you didn't like me no more, you know what you could do? When I had done what I was supposed to do, you could fire me and send me back. Well, let me tell you something, friends. You've been working. You've been working for them afflictions, but I come tonight to tell you that you're the boss of high blood pressure. You're the boss of sugar diabetes. You're the boss of cancer. You're the boss. You're the boss of paralysis. You're the boss. Of, you're the boss of these Are you going to sit there? Are you going to sit there defeated? I say put your boss's hat on. Put your boss's shirt on. And walk down to that devil tonight. And fire him. And say take your hands off my heart. Take your hands off my legs. Take your hands off my blood. Take your hands off my gallbladder. Take your hands off my stomach. Take your, take your filthy hands off of me devil. He sent his word. And his word is in this building tonight. I'm not a crazy man. Healing is here. Amen. Are you hearing me? Healing is here. Amen. Can I say it to you like this? Amen. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to re-preach Josh's message. Amen. But, but me and the Lord fell sick about it last night. Apparently, him and Josh was too. But can I tell you what's happening right here? There's promises right here in this building right now that are materializing. You know why you don't see him? It's because you're looking at the you're looking at the scene. You're looking at the scene. You're looking at the temporal. You're looking at the suffering. Amen. But I'm not looking at the scene. I'm under the influence of divine communication. And I'm looking at the unseen. And you know what I'm seeing? I'm seeing you healed. I'm seeing you saved. I'm seeing you delivered. I'm seeing your children back in the house of God. I'm seeing you full of the Holy Ghost. I'm seeing you as an invincible army. I'm not looking at you the way the doctor looks at you. I'm looking at you the way a prophet looks at you. Come on, church. Amen. They could speak it, Brother George, but they couldn't take it off. They could say, let there be flies, and there remain flies. They could, oh, God. They could say, let there be fleas, and there remain fleas. But in 1960, a prophet was in a vision, and there was a black bomba there. And he said, the Spirit of the Lord told me, you got the power to bind it, and you got the power to loose it. And he said, I bind it in the name of Jesus. He said, the mamba was bound. He said, just to prove I had the power to unbind it. I said, I unbind you. Oh, God. And that thing come unbound. He said, but then I bound it again. Come on, friends. That God is not dead. He's right here. Sister Kalila, he's right here in this building tonight. You got the power, Brother Danny, to bind that devil. Now, now the part of God said, see what it is? He said it's an unseen world. Oh, God. When your spirit becomes so hard to... I'm, I'm trying to close. But are you hearing me? 
He said, see, how fast does light travel coming to the earth? He said, thousands times thousands times thousands of years for light traveling to get to this earth for one of those stars. He said, but see, if you speak of heaven or when we die that we go off to a place somewhere where you can't even see up there, can't see God, he said by the natural eye, but we are sitting here in heavenly places. Yeah. Now the Holy Spirit is here. Now Christ is here. And the body that we receive when we go out of here, we go into another dimension, into a blessed place with the Lord Jesus, and at the return of Jesus Christ in his physical body, come back to the earth, he spiritually turned back and picked up a brand new body that's going to live forever. If people could get the idea right now, if you could get the idea right now that there's angels walking up and down these aisles, amen, Christ, the Son of God, is moving around this building right now. What a difference. You're in his presence. I present to you tonight that there's angels in this building. I present to you tonight that the Son of God is walking in this building right now. You say, Brother Dale, I don't see him in a corporal body. He didn't promise to be here in a corporal body, but he promised to be here in the form of a prophetic message. And we've got the message, and he is here. When your spirit becomes so hard to that outside world, he said, when that gadget in there becomes so charged and magnetized to the word sitting out until it strikes it and makes it positive, the radio coming, the radio coming through the air, the words, we can't even hear them with our ears. We can pick it up, but that crystal in the radio picks it up. He said it becomes positive. And when our intellectual faith comes down into the heart and becomes so charged with the unseen world that every word of God becomes positive truth, if our thoughts and our fellowship come out from around the realms of the things that we see into the things that we do not see, then it becomes just as positive as the things we see. I'm going to leave you with this, okay? There's two healings. There's a physical healing and there's a spiritual healing. Can I tell you why you feel the way you do? Because a vision causes you to live in two worlds. At the same can I, can, I, can I break it down to you? You're a twofold being. You're earthly and you're heavenly. If you how many's got the Holy Spirit? If you got the Holy Spirit in you, then you're a candidate for association with the unseen world. What do we have in here tonight? A prayer line. This is not for preachers' egos. It's for you to receive what you have need of from God. He said it like this. Then the Holy Spirit comes in there, quickly becomes a twofold being. One of the earth to die, one of the heaven to live. In this body, he's subject to death, but in his soul, he's passed from death into life. In his body, he has this earthly contact with his five senses. In his spirit, he has contact with God through the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And the angels of God, oh God, Hallelujah. the angels of God visits them. Are you hearing me? Speaks with them to bring the message of God to the individual. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying healing is not coming. Healing is here. Materializing, listen to this definition, to become an actual fact. To happen. 
to appear to be present. Of a ghost, of a spirit, or a similarity, appear in a bodily form and cause to appear. Can I tell you what you are tonight in closing? You are the body for the promises of God to materialize. These are unseen promises. They're unseen promises, brother. But can I tell you what your body is? Your body is a platform for a visible manifestation of an unseen promise. Let me ask you this tonight, and I'm done. How many seeds of Abraham do we have here tonight? How many do we have here tonight? It says, I'm taking back my healing. I'm taking back my anointing. I'm taking back my life. Take it. Healing is here. Can I tell you what? I'm not preaching to you tonight from just intellectualism. My eyes have seen the material of these promises of God. Just last year out in, in BYC, I was preaching out there, and a young boy, I'm, I'm, I'm just building some faith here for just a moment. A young boy come up in the prayer line. His name was Brother Jaden Cobb. I, I knew his family. He come up. He was about 14 at the time, 14, 15. He come up. He said, Brother Andrew, he said, I want you to pray. He said, my mama, he said, she's pregnant with my next sibling. He said, and Wednesday night we was at church, and he said, during the service they called and said dad had to go home and take her to the hospital. Her blood pressure's out of control. There was something going on in her body. She could possibly lose the baby. He said, they sent her home. They're watching her body. He said, there's all kinds of things going. He said, but Brother Andrew, I wish I'd have put the picture up here tonight. I, I should have sent it to you. He said, but Brother Andrew, he said, I believe that God is a healer. And he said, I believe that God promised to heal. And he said, I believe that we can join our faith together right now. Brother Matt, he didn't just believe for the moment. He said, I believe that God can go touch my mama. She can have that baby without one complication. I said, Brother Jaden, if you believe it, I believe it with you. And we joined our hands right there. And we prayed together. Amen. You know what I did, Brother Brother Josh? I wrote my phone number down. Hardly ever do it, but I wrote my phone number down. I said, Brother Jaden, I said, when that baby's born, you you let me know. And about, about two months later, I'm riding up the road one day not even thinking about the situation and I get a text from an unknown number and it's Jaden holding the baby. Are you hearing me? We're living in the hour when healing is becoming more than just sermons. It's becoming material in the church. Are you hearing me tonight, church? He's a healer here. Let our musicians come. Where you're at right now is you're between the seen world and the unseen world. But can I, can I just tell it to you like this? Stay in position. Stay in position. Right here, right now, tonight. Stay in position. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying every devil in hell right now is pressing against this meeting. He's pressing against your spirit. He's pressing against your mind. He's pressing against your body. You know what he's trying to do? He's trying to get you to give up your position. But you know why he's doing that? It's because he wants to take it. But I believe there's some seeds of Abraham here tonight. 
I believe right here tonight, there's some sons and daughters of Abraham that are becoming the material of the thoughts of God. Brother Andrew, it's a, it's a dark situation. I don't care how dark it is. I've been fellowshipping with an unseen realm. I've been fellowshipping with an unseen realm. Can I tell you something here tonight? Don't you ever give up. As we move into this prayer line right now, don't you give up your faith. Healing is here. He sent his word. He sent his power. He sent his promise. I want you to stand to your feet with us tonight. A few years ago, Brother Ben, I was, I was preaching out at Brother Shrewsbury's on a Sunday morning. And I come out of the back room and outside, just maybe play only believe or something. I come out of the back room and there was a, there was a woman come up in the prayer line that morning. And she said, Brother Andrew, she said, I want you to pray for this little boy here. And I didn't hear what she said. I, I, I just couldn't hear what she was saying. She said, I just want you to pray for him. And she said some more things. So I just laid my hands on him. And I began to pray. And I said, Lord, whatever the need is, you manifest your healing in this body. Well, I come out of the office and she met me around back. She said, Brother Andrew, she said, I'm just, I'm really struggling. She said, the seriousness of this need is really bothering me. I said, what is, the, what, what is it, sis? I said, I apologize. I said, I couldn't hear you in there. I was trying. She said, oh, you didn't hear it? I said, no. She said, we took him to the doctor, and the doctor said his heart is failing. He's got to have a new heart. He's going to have a heart transplant, a heart valve surgery. Something's going to have to be done. She said, but something come over my heart to bring him in the prayer line this morning. I said, sister, I said, something just come over my heart to hand you this handkerchief I preached with. I just handed it to her. I said, now listen. I said, you take this prayer cloth. And I said, when God heals that boy, you bring it back to me. The next month I was there, it wasn't her bringing it to me, Brother Wendell. It was the little boy. He brought it to me. He handed it to me. He said, Brother Andrew, he said, God healed my heart. That prayer cloth's laying in my study tonight. I said, what do you mean, buddy? He said, when I went back to doctors, there wasn't nothing wrong with my heart. It was completely no. Are you hearing me? Healing is here, friends. Don't give up your position. Fight that devil. Fight that devil tonight. Is there anybody here ready to fight that devil? Is there anybody here ready to claim your heal? Is there anybody tired of being crippled? You're tired of being wore out. You're tired of the devil crippling your faith and, and crippling your mind. Are you tired of that devil telling you, amen, that cancer is going to take you and high blood pressure is going to take you? You've been anointed tonight to fight that devil. Now, I want to, I want to leave this with you as you approach this prayer line. The prophet of God said, what are we afraid about? Possess the gates. We have God's promise. We have his word. We have his Holy Spirit. The angels are encamped about. Everything's in order. Every wall can be took down. It's already took down. The Son of God goes before us. His banners are waving. There's nothing. Are you ready for this? There's nothing can stand in the way of a saint. How many saints have we got here tonight? 
There's nothing can stand in the way of a saint going to meet a promise of God. Death can't stop it. The grave can't stop it. The devil can't stop it. We are more than conquerors. Sickness is conquered for you, friends. Death is conquered for you. Unbeliever, won't you receive him? Habits has been conquered for you. Temptation's been conquered. You say, I got a temper that I can't get over. It's conquered. He's already conquered it. The great final seed of Abraham. There's no more conquering to do now. He's conquered for us. Now we, by his grace, through his promise, just believe and hold on. Just believe and hold on. It's already finished. Our sickness, our transgression. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. See, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we were healed. That great royal seed of Abraham, his spirit is here tonight. His promises are all true. He fulfills everything he said. He said, now why is it that some sitting will be healed and others will fail? Just because that you try to keep a little bit of the world around you. You got to break out of this seen world, church. You try to keep the world around you, but turn loose everything. Be simple. Look to God and believe it with all of your heart. Hold on to it. It's got to come to pass. God promised it and there's nothing can keep it. Do you believe that? Do you believe that tonight? Do you believe that tonight? Brother Bram said some can hold on to it for a few minutes. Some can hold on to it for hours. He said some can hold on to it for days. He said but that some can get a hold of it and nothing shakes them from it. Glory to God. No, no, no scans shakes them from it. Come on, we could talk about Ron Spencer right now, couldn't we? Amen, we could talk about Ron Spencer. Amen, amen, two years fighting the devil of cancer. Amen, month after month after month after month, going for scans, going for scans, and every scan, his faith increases. You know why? Because there's nothing can stop a saint of God on their way to meet a promise of God. Are you hearing me? That's why the devil's howling right now because that's the faith that's in this building. There's some people right now that have set their faith in the wings of God's promise and their cancer's in the gutters. Their problems are in the gutters and they're rising by the authority of the word of Almighty God. Listen, I'll tell you this right now, friends. I feel led to tell you. I was up a few months ago at Brother Biscles up at the youth camp and Brother Tom Ray was, was there speaking and afterwards there was a sister there. It's actually Brother, Brother Biscles. I believe it's his great-granddaughter her name is Sister Ella. Sister Ella was born with cerebral palsy. Maybe some of y'all, you know what that is. And her body, by, by looking at her, you wouldn't know it. But when she stands up, the, the, the sister, her body is crippled. And the devils fall her. She's, I think she's 18 years old. They said she would never graduate. They said she, had never, she would never do anything. And everything they said she wouldn't do, she's doing. She got it. Brother Ben, she's got a little walker. At every service, she was in the house of God. Well, a few years ago, Brother Ron was praying, and Sister Ella come on his heart. And when Ella come on his heart, something dropped in there to tell her, amen, that the Lord has healed you. The Lord has healed you, Sister Ella. Now, can I tell you something? Amen, I think that was five years ago. Amen, but just the other day, Cloverdale celebrated 50 years anniversary. And I just happened to turn the service on at the end, Brother Ben. And I heard him. I heard Brother Michael Ray walk down the aisle, and Sister Ella got the microphone. And you know what she said, Brother Wendell? I wrote it down and put it in a note card, and I got it in my Bible. She said, five years ago, God laid on the man of God's heart to remind me of the promise of God that he was going to heal my body. She said these words. She said, now I believe it until my flesh manifests what my soul believes. Amen. 
She said, I will testify of it until my flesh manifests what my soul believes. Come on, friends. Your soul believes you're healed. Your soul believes you're delivered. Your soul believes the blood is greater than any mistake that you've ever made. Your soul believes. Amen. But tonight, I invite the mighty God to come into this building and materialize in the flesh of the believers what the soul inside of them believes. Almighty God, we bow our hearts to you tonight. We invite you into this building now. Satan, I adjure you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Take your hands off of God's property. Father, I invite you to come into this building and have your right away. Lord, from the front to the back, to the sides, to the Lord, to the overflow room, wherever they are tonight, dear God. I invite you, Lord. I invite you, Almighty God. Anoint the faith of your children in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Brothers, if we could make ready, what we're going to do is we're going to line up the preachers right here, all the ministers in the building. If you believe in divine healing, you believe in the, the work of the Holy Spirit, you believe in Mark 16, you believe the message of the hour, come and stand here. Make a double line right here in front of the pulpit. What you'll do is I want you to start lining up over here where these boys are. See Brother Danny in the peach-colored shirt. You'll line up right over here on this side of the building. I want you to line up right there. If you want to come through the prayer line, come around the building and line up right over here. So go ahead and start doing that. Amen. You believe God's a healer tonight? We're coming here under a promise. And, and what I want you to do as you come through, the brothers, as they feel led, they'll lay hands on you. Brother Wendell and Brother Andrew right here at the front, if you would. And if you have something, a special need on your life, just mention it to the brothers as you come through. And then they'll pray with you. But the Bible says they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. How many believe that tonight? So all you'd have to do is pass through this line. You'd say, I'm healed. I'm delivered. Amen. Amen. If you have a special need, mention it to the brothers. They'll be sure to pray with you. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you come through. Brother Allen, Brother Joel will be singing. Amen. You uh, musicians, if you want to come through the prayer line, somebody will take your place. You just come right around the prayer line. We want to pray for every one of you that want to be prayed for. We can do that tonight. God bless you. Only believe, and Jesus is here. Oh, Jesus is here. All things are possible. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. And all things are possible. Jesus is here. And Lord, I All things are possible, 
Say 
precious Savior, oh, hear my humble cry, and while all others thou art Touching Jesus is all 
that really matters and then your life will never be the same and there's only Just believe when you call his name. Oh, touching Jesus is all that really matters. And then your life will never be the same. Christ Jesus the King 
your love surround me oh bring me near you to your side Oh, and as I wait I'll rise up like the eagle And I will soar with you Your spirit leads me on By the power of your your love surround me oh bring me near you bring me near draw me to your side oh and as I wait I'll rise up like the I will soar with you. Your spirit leads me on. There are two roads you may take, one by sight and one by faith. Just take the Word of God or what you see, what you believe is what will be. So set your wings to the winds of faith. You can fly in a higher place. It's by grace Set your wings To the winds of faith Oh, what's your need And what's your cry And what's your mountain Much too high Just speak the word of God and by and by, oh, it will move, or you will fly. So set your wings to the winds of faith, and you can fly in a higher place. Oh, do not struggle, it's by grace. Set your wings to the winds of faith. So watch the eagle up in the sky. He does not struggle. He does not strive for the power that makes him rise. Oh, it's already. 
be in the sky. So set your wings to the winds of faith, and you can fly in a higher place. Oh, do not struggle, it's by grace. Set your wings to the winds of faith. Oh, just watch the eagle up in the sky. He does not struggle, he does not strive. Oh, for the power that makes him rise. Oh, it's already in the sky. So set your wings to the winds of fate. You can fly in a higher place. Oh, do not struggle. It's by grace Set your wings To the winds of faith Oh, set your wings To the winds of faith And you can fly In a higher place Oh, do not struggle It's by grace Set your wings to the winds of faith. Oh, just set your wings to the winds of faith. You can fly Do not struggle. It's my
eternity. Jesus is holding me. surrender 
give it all to you. I surrender. I surrender. Lord, I surrender my life. Yes, I give it all to myself away so you can use me I give myself Where 
darkness used to be and now there is hope there's no more doubt praise his name he's in the house i was like that little girl dead in all my sins jesus touched this heart of mine gave me life again I am just a house of clay ever since that blessed day there's a light that shines in me for all the world to see oh he's in the house death has to flee darkness used to be now there is hope there's no more doubt praise his name he's in the house i was like that little girl dead in all my sins jesus touched this heart of mine gave me life again I am just a house of clay ever since that blessed day there's a light that shines in me for all the world to see oh he's in the house death has to flee for now there used to be and now there is hope there's no more doubt praise his name he's in the house he's in the house death has to flee now there is a light where darkness used to be
You're the glory and the lifter of my head. For Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You're the glory and the lifter of my head. For Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You're the glory and the lifter of my head. Many there be increased that trouble me. Many are the demon spirits that rise against me. Many there be which say of my soul. There is no help for you and God. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. He heard me out of his holy hill. I lay me down and I slept when I awakened. The Lord sustain me, for Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You're the glory and the lifter of my head, for Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You're the glory and the lifter of my head. Oh, Lord, art a shield for me. Of my head. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of demons. For every evil spirit may rise against me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of demons that encamp themselves against me round about. Oh, for Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You're the glory and the lifter of my head. For Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You're the glory and the lifter of my head. Oh, for Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You're the glory and the lifter of my head. Father, I see that you are drawing a line in the sand. I want to be standing on your side, holding your hand. So let your kingdom come, let it live in me, this is my prayer, 
this is my plea Let the worshipers arise Oh, let the sons and the daughters sing I'm surrendering my own I surrender to the Let the worshipers arise. Oh, let the sons and the daughters sing. I'm surrendering my own. I surrender to the growing louder the song of your redeemed as the saints of every nation are awakening to sing from our hearts there comes an anthem hear our praises ring this is our song to our king let the worshipers arise oh sons and the daughters sing. I'm surrendering my own. I surrender to the King. Let the worshipers arise. Oh, let the sons and the daughters sing. I'm surrendering my own. I surrender to the King. Father, I hear it growing louder. The song of your redeemed as the saints of every nation are awakening to sing. From our hearts there comes an anthem Hear our praises ring This is our song To our King Let the worshipers arise Oh, let the sons and the daughters sing I'm surrendering worshipers arise oh let the sons and the daughters sing I'm surrendering my own I surrender to the in the morning 
there's a friend named Jesus who will wipe your tears away. And if your heart is broken, just lift your hands and
Jesus shed on Calvary. Those precious bloodstains were made there just for me. Oh, for all my sin, my sickness and my pain. When I need healing, I just claim those precious blood stains. Oh, I claim the blood. Jesus shed on Calvary Those precious bloodstains Were made there just for me For all my sins My sickness Precious blood stains. Oh, I claim the blood Jesus shed on Calvary. Those precious blood stains, they were made there just for me. sickness and my pains. When I need healing, I just claim those precious blood stains. Oh, I claim the blood Jesus shed on Those precious blood stains, they were made there just for me. Oh, for all my sin, my sickness, and my pain. When I Alive and well 
that He is the same. He's the same yesterday. Praise the 
is over, victory is won, it's already done, Jesus I w o 
worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you. There is none like you. No one else can touch my heart like you do. I can search for all eternity long And I'd find there is none like you I worship you, Almighty God There is none like you Heal my heart 
every moment I'm away. Lord, have your way in me. I lay in bed and I begin to cry and my mind just fails to know exactly why I can't explain with tongue or pen the spirit's growth be God here in my soul I feel the poor I feel the poor Lord I hear the call I know His
me from the rain 
God is awesome, heals me when I'm broken, strength where I've been awakened, forever He will reign. My God is awesome, Savior of the whole world, giver of salvation, by His stripes I'm healed. My God is awesome, today I am forgiven, His grace is why I'm living, praise His holy name. My God is awesome, He's awesome, oh He's awesome, so awesome, my God is Yes, He's awesome. He's awesome. So awesome. My God is awesome. He can move mountains. Keep me in the valley. Hide me from the rain. My God is awesome. Heals me when I'm broken, strength where I've been awakened, forever He will reign. My God is awesome, Savior of the whole world, giver of salvation, by His stripes I'm healed. My God is awesome. Praise His holy name. My God is awesome. He's awesome. He's awesome. So awesome. Oh, He's great. He's great. He's great. He's great. He's awesome. Yes, He's awesome. Oh, He's mighty. He's mighty. He's mighty. He's mighty. He's awesome. So awesome. Protector. 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 He's awesome. So awesome. Deliverer. Deliverer, 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 He's awesome, awesome, He is holy, He's holy, He's holy, He's holy, He's awesome, awesome, my God is awesome. I'm My God is awesome. Today I am forgiven. His grace is why I'm living. Praise His holy name. My 
God is awesome. He can move mountains, keep me in the valley, hide me from the rain. My God is awesome, heals me when I'm broken, strength where I've been weakened, forever He will reign. My God is awesome, He's awesome. Didn't I run to your rescue and 
Lift our hands and sing it to him. Oh, I'm amazed that you love me. Yes, I'm amazed that you care. It was through your precious blood I found pardon. Oh, and my sins are washed, they're all washed away. table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. Come on over here where the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. There's victory over here where the table is spread. Oh, and the feast of the Lord is before we go oh yes where the table is spread oh and the feast of the Lord oh yes there's victory over here oh where the table is spread oh and the feast is going on give him a hand of praise tonight oh do you love him do you love him Amen. Amen. I believe I'm healed. I'm confessing my healing. How about you tonight? I'm confessing the salvation of my children. You accept it. Brother Ram said you accept it. You believe it. You confess it. Then what you prayed about tonight, go confessing it. Go to your home church tomorrow and confess it. I believe God healed me. God delivered me. Amen. Do you love him tonight? Amen. 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 Lord, we love you. We thank you for this moment. We thank you, Lord, for these men of God that have stood, Lord, and preached your word. We know it's not all about feeling, but we thank you that we can feel your presence. We wouldn't want to go into the next day without knowing that you were near us. 
without knowing that you're present. Lord, would you wrap your blanket, Lord, of your love around these people as we feel your Holy Spirit so rich in this building. Lord, would you just begin to manifest yourself in our lives. Manifest your word, Lord, in this church. In Brother Matt's church, in Brother Ivy's, in Brother Jason's, Lord, each one of the other churches. Manifest yourself, Lord. Oh, God, may we now reveal ourselves. Help us to manifest you, oh, God. Oh, we believe you're doing it tonight, Lord. Lord, I pray for those who are watching this and maybe they were thinking, oh, I, I'm not there. I can't have hands laid on me. But, Lord, you're not bound by time or space. One time they were having a prayer meeting in John Mark's house. And all the way down at the prison, the angel of the Lord visited Peter and released him from his bondage. May you do that today, Lord. There's one that would be in bondage. Release him, Lord. Lord, if there's one that maybe has not been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, may they be quick to go to the water, whether they're at this church, Lord, or another church tomorrow. May they tell their pastor, Lord, or pastor, I want to be baptized. And may they go quickly to the water and receive the Holy Ghost, we pray. Lord, we thank you for the unity that we felt in these meetings. Thank you. May that spirit never leave us, Lord. Lord, we're tired in body. What an uplift in our spirits, Lord. Oh, God, bring revival to our area, Lord. A, a real revival that wouldn't just be, Lord, a, a temporary thing. But something, Lord, we'd recognize what time we're living in. Lord, and we would love one another. Lord, may there never be a spirit of gossip or dissension. May we love one another, Lord, every day. Lord, until you come, we thank you, Lord. Help us to reach that last one, to be a testimony, a living epistle read of all men. We pray you'd grant it now. Bless these people. Thank you, Lord, for them. Thank you for their patience. Bless them in their bodies, Lord. Heal them. Give them rest, we pray. We pray for Brother Andrew especially tonight. Give him rest in his body. Thank you for his labors. Lord, for Brother Wendell in the morning, oh God, would you anoint him, Lord, with your spirit. Lord, may, this, may the church receive the word as the oracles of God, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do you love him? Amen. Be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. Let's just sing this quietly now just before we go. Oh, I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you,
Father, we pray for the food that's been prepared, Lord, that you bless it. Bless the hands that prepared it. Give special strength to the mothers, Lord, and to the wives and the, and the, and the women, Lord, that helped in the kitchen, Lord, and the men that helped with cooking and, and cleaning, Lord, and doing all these things, Lord, and fixing up the church. I pray a special blessing on the officers of the church tonight, Lord. Give them strength in their bodies and rest, Lord, until we come again in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing this again. As you leave quietly, don't leave the atmosphere, but just worship Him. If you want to stay and worship for just a minute, that'll be fine. As we sing this now, you're dismissed in the name of the Lord. Oh, yes, I love.